Hello and welcome, folks, to episode 150 of the Ministry of Dice podcast. I've just realised the episode number there and then. 150. Yeah. I, I didn't clock that until just this minute when I glanced at the screen. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Uh, hello welcome. and welcome. There. Uh, we're a UK-based podcast talking about all things Dice Masters. I'm Chris, otherwise known online as the True Mr. Six, and that geezer over there. It's Andy, a.k.a. Tabletop Stimulator. <laughs> I mean, it sounds funny, so hopefully people will laugh at that, but I know the full context of that from our pre-recording conversation. <laughs> oh, no, the recorder might have been going. All right, stick you around for been. the outtake at the end. I might, I might still love that. <laughs> slip of the tongue. Was it a Freudian slip when you... Freudian slip, yeah, S- talking about yeah. your tabletop stimulator <laughs> with goose. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have you been playing with, Rob? That's what we all want to know on your tabletop stimulator. Well, funny story. I don't know. You could always edit this out. Hey, I'm about to say, yeah. go easy, flint my... Yeah, we used to, you know, we used to meet up... Um, every year in the, the cottage with the like mates and play like Warhammer and yeah. different board games and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I've busted um, your balls so, about that before. <laughs> yeah. There used to be some guys that used to come over from the US and Canada and stuff like who were part of the 40K forum that would come and join us and, and play games. Uh, and we convinced one guy uh, <laughs> that me and Rob had split up with our partners and, and were now a couple uh, and and con- convinced him for, for the whole time. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I just turned up and they were like, Andy, Andy, <laughs> you're Rob's husband. And I was like, all right. Then. <laughs> it was nothing physical. I just wanted to add. Right. Yeah. It was well, psychological. You know, you know yeah. we're of an age, you know. Life partners. <laughs> all right, then. Well, anyway, here we are, folks. <laughs> <laughs> insight to the world of yeah age. to uh yeah to talk about dice masters and clearly many many other things i hope you're all all right out there there's a few of you disappeared i was looking at the stats the other day numbers are waning man are they yeah dipping off don't know maybe it's with dull yeah well possibly or it might have something to do with the fact that i <laughs> like last episode i didn't even put the link on facebook <laughs> so who knows who knows obviously the route to success is being a bit dull and spamming your link everywhere but so i hope everyone's success is effort i think <laughs> yeah possibly yeah who knows who knows but uh, yeah we're here to talk about dice masters and whatever else enters uh our little heads it's it's boiling it is baking out over here right now oh mate it's sticky i don't i don't handle this heat at all well it's awful. I've got to go into the office tomorrow. I'm absolutely dreading it. Oh, suited and booted? N- no, well, it'll be a shirt and s- smart jeans. So, <laughs> really? Certainly, yeah, smart certainly. jeans? Well, you know what I mean. My darkest blue colour, <laughs> yeah. rather than rather than me denim jeans, if you know what I mean. I could imagine you with some nice tailored shorts. Uh, no, I'd just uh, I'd, I'd wear the nerd uniform cargo shorts, innit? <laughs> <laughs> some tailored shorts and some slip-ons with no socks. Oh, no. Oh, God. I think <laughs> you can imagine me in that. That is so anti-rock and roll. <laughs> cargo shorts and a, and a patterned tee, you know what I mean? Get a patterned shirt or something. So I'll just suffer on through. Uh, Vertel told the aircon's not working at the office as well, so... That's, oh, rough yeah. day. 
no, nah, it's all right. I'll just go find another building to work in. It'll be fine. <laughs> I was sat in aircon all day. I walked out of the office at five o'clock and I was like, immediately yeah. covered in sweat. <laughs> I've been cold all day. It hits you, doesn't it? Like, a, like literally, you can feel a wall of it that you're stepping into. Yeah. It's disgusting. Yeah, I don't handle this heat very well. See, when it's cold, I don't like the cold particularly much either, but at least, <laughs> <laughs> but in that instance, you can find your way to some central heating and you can regulate your body temperature or throw on a jumper or a cardigan or a, a big parka coat, hat, gloves, scarf, all that stuff. You know what I mean? It gets hand warmers and all that. These little hand, the fans don't make a difference. All they do is just move hot air around the room. <laughs> it's like yeah. a brief moment's relief. And when you're too hot, that's it. You're just too hot. Short of and, being on the Costa del Sol and jumping into a pool, of oh, course. Yeah. Oh, should, we should mention that. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll yeah, mention that he's back. a little bit. I'm back, by the way. <laughs> Except back. no imitations. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His impression of you was close to offensive. <laughs> well, I was going to say that he was scared to offend, um, you know, different nationalities. I like to say that I'm not scared to do that and I could do any voice that you want or you don't want <laughs> i'm gonna move on very quickly from that <laughs> i will answer one of your questions from a different country of the world i'm gonna move out of that dangerous territory territory swiftly um and we've got a couple of feature segments for you fine folks but before yes, we do that's <laughs> russian do. Oh god not russia of all the places why did you choose russia <laughs> European embargo. Oh Jesus! What have you been up to in the last two weeks since we last recorded, my man? <laughs> well, I've been on holiday. That's why I wasn't here for the UK Games Expo, which is very, very, very sad for me. Uh, yeah. And uh, I listened back to the coverage and was very jealous. Not that bad though, because I wasn't an all-inclusive in the summer sun in Spain by the pool, eating loads of food, getting really fat, drinking all the drink, getting really drunk. So, meh, is what it is. <laughs> what you didn't you didn't want to come and hang out with a load of dumpy, beardy, <laughs> stinky gamers in a massive hall, except for Danny, of course. Oh, oh mate, I listened back to the coverage. You've got a bit of a crush on him. Yeah, I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Oh, okay. it, there's, there's no two ways about it. Um, he makes me question things. You know what I mean? I, uh, you know, it's the it's the it's smile. Twenty twenty three. It's twenty twenty three. Even his smile. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, did you did you do any gaming on holiday though? Did you take any hello uh, like waterproof double or something? Waterproof double? No, we did some uh, Uno. Uno, yeah, classic. I'm not sure if that counts, but. Um, Harry Potter Uno, no less. All oh, right, because it's got. I, I bought Uno. Well, we, we've had a couple of sets of Uno, and then the box, the box isn't up for uh, for transport. It gets broken too easily. So the last what set I got was Harry Potter Uno, and a specific Uno card carry case. Uh, so that's lasted. So there's a tip for you, if you're listening to this podcast. Four tips: when you buy a, a, a game of or a set of Uno. Then you also buy an Uno carry case, right? I think yeah. it costs more than the set, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, but when when the set gets too battered, you can keep the case and then just put a new set in it, can't you? So exactly, and it will last longer because I think that's the third edition of Uno that we've we've uh, had to buy. So it may anyway, cost more, but it adds value. It does. 
Mm. Um, so that's about it for holidays. I've been doing some other stuff, though. Um, I've been painting away with my Lannisters for A Song of Ice and Fire, the miniatures game. Uh, and yes, I am have. very much close to completion of a Lannister army or a 40-point army uh, with some options there as well. Two little characters left to do. I've got all my big units done. Uh, I've just got the Hound and Kevin Lannister, who is Tywin Lannister's brother, uh, to paint up. And then they'll be done. And I'm pretty much looking forward, well, very much looking forward to uh, starting on the Starks of that Ooh. big uh, starter set that I got. That's gone up in price now. I got it from Zatu for like £101. It's gone up again uh, to like 140 or something. So... I sniped wow. that bargain. A good we'll keep time. at it. Keep using that that Zatu affiliate link. Yeah, I know. All through the affiliate link, um, and that's the make sure Rob's using it as well. Six dot com. I'll pop it in the description from Zatu or eBay or what else have we got it linked in with Game Element nerds. Games? Game, Game nerds, nerds. If you're in the US, uh, hit the Britroller Six dot com blog first. Scroll down. Hit that affiliate link and. Um, yeah, maybe throwing like eight p in our pocket, which would be nice. It's not. Uh, it's not even that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's not even that. So funny story for the listeners. <laughs> we we've been an Element Games affiliate on the website <laughs> pretty much since I created the website. Obviously, I used to play there a lot more regularly than I do now, uh, and I was down at Element Games a lot. Uh, and they've always they've always been very supportive, Brit Roller Six and Dice Masters, um, and so they said, "Oh, become an affiliate. Here's here's a code, etc., cetera, etc." Cetera. And a couple of weeks ago, a random what was it like ten pound? Yeah, it was ten pound. <laughs> Just arrived. I was like, "Why? Why is Element Games giving me ten pound?" And I because I hadn't bought anything off them particularly recently. I thought if they refunded me a difference, or is it? like a, a pre-order promise have i pre-ordered something that i've forgotten about you know all that was going through my head and then uh there was a, a, an email that went along with the payment to say you've reached your 10 pound affiliate <laughs> threshold i was like jesus it's taken us eight years to earn 10 pound through the <laughs> through the element games affiliate link jesus <laughs> <laughs> so i can only assume well i was about to say i could assume that our listeners don't want to shop at element games but looking at the stats on the other affiliate links i just don't think <laughs> our listeners want to shop through our affiliate link particularly but uh yeah i was like what where's <laughs> eight years to raise 10 pound so anyone out there is thinking it's this uh this malarkey's mega books <laughs> got another thing coming <laughs> where was i oh sorry yeah uh, you were telling everyone to use our affiliate links Oh, yes, yes, so use those. Because um, the, the, co- the price has gone up on Song of Fire and Ice. On the box. Yeah, that's it, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, going to start on the Starks. Um, it's been good. I've not painted for a long time. I've really enjoyed painting this one. I'm going to try the slap chop technique on the Starks. I'm going to have to go and buy some uh, uh, dry brushes and some grey spray paint and some uh, the thin paints. They've got a funny name from uh, Games Workshop. Uh, so that I can try that out. If you want to see pictures, then you'll have to sign up to our Discord, and that's where I've put some pictures. Uh, so uh, no doubt there'll be millions of people signing up over the next few days to look at those. Um, should we do it? Do what? Should we talk about Marvel Snap? Uh, we can do if you want, yeah. It's got a new thing. came out today, or maybe yesterday. Oh, yesterday. It's horrible. I can't remember what it's called. What do you mean it's horrible? It's horrible. It's like... Bowels, but with randos. Well, yeah, it is, but... Well, okay, sure. 
uh, sorry, allow me to present my argument to you. Okay. It is my belief, at least in terms of the folks that, you know, I communicate with regularly around Marvel Snap, uh, is that we were crying out for a more casual area of the game so that when you were playing, you know, you don't end up losing going backwards through the ranking system. Yeah. And so and so in response to that, they brought out a version of the game that doesn't affect your ongoing rank, your ladder, but made it almost more competitive, more aggressively <laughs> built. People are playing hard in there because what they've done is they set up a reward structure that's not random anymore. You control it, you earn the points and you pay for the thing you want out of the catalogue of rewards. So people are playing even even nastier. People are playing it you know, more competitively than on the ladder. I don't know. I played one today. I smashed the guy. Well, okay, sure. And that's that's going to happen right now because there's a lot of people in there who are... Well, what, what rank are you on the ladder, though? Uh, 74. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. So, me too. Um, that's interesting. Because I was about to say, I wonder if it's because they've match made with people in the same ladder ranking, but then that wouldn't be the case. Ooh, I've got like nearly 3,000 gold. That's exciting. Oh, you've been playing it a lot then. Uh, I've been on holiday. <laughs> oh, sure. Yeah. Just been sat by the pool, just going. Boop, boop, boop. But I've not been like. I'm just using my movement deck, the one that we played. Oh, yeah. Because we played Marvel Snap against each other last week. We did. Uh, on the stream. Um, that movement deck with the new movie card that's called Spider. Someone, uh, uh, Spider Gwen, uh, and Silk's just come out, haven't she? Yeah, I don't like that Silk though, it's a bit random. Yeah, although I, I'm playing against her an awful lot, and um, people are making it work. Oh, okay, but yeah, just using that same one, the same one that I kind of revert back to when I get a bit bored of playing something else. Uh, and yeah, people just don't seem to uh, click that on turn six, I will play Heimdall and everything will move to the left. Yeah, I don't understand that. I'm always catching people out because you can assume that they're going to be playing at home. Dolan's people six. don't. Like, you start building up on the on the, on the the right and then they build up their little, you know, their big things on the right with their uh, nebula and everything else. You're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, and then on turn six, everything shifts over and it's like about it's like, 200, 250 <laughs> games that I've played over the past few weeks and it's always like a big surprise like oh what's happened like, oh okay i'll have those cubes so yeah it's all right fair enough then yeah fair enough more full them i would say because um i rarely get caught out by a movement team except yeah, for when there was that movement location that was the what do they call it the thingy location that you get for a couple of days featured featured location is it featured look is that the one that Oh, yeah, everything moves to the right. Yeah. yeah like or whatever that. it was. So people were dropping their human torches and their cloaks, uh, not cloaks, daggers, and then just moving them around. But without having to do any movement effort, the locations were just doing it for them. Oh, like, yeah. no, stop it. Yeah, so that's been fun. I want to try out that encounters a bit more. Um, yeah, okay. The guy was a real tryhard that I beat as well. It was exciting. Um, <laughs> well, that's what, well, that's what I'm saying. It's uh, it's sweaty in there, man. It's, I think spam, it's sweaty. spam those Thanoses at the end. Spam, spam, spam Thanos, spam Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming across uh, Dr. Octopus Galactus everywhere, all the time. 
They've just changed Galactus, though, haven't they? Yeah, it's not made a difference. It only triggers on a uh, location that he's winning. Yeah, well, all, all I'm seeing is one of the goblins, you know, Green Goblin or Hobgoblin, yeah. coming out. In fact, I'd probably say I'm seeing less Doc Octopus now and seeing more Hobgoblins on turn five. Oh, uh, I see. Well, I've, I've, I suppose you just need to make sure you've got more than two on each location, or then more than ten, I suppose. Yeah, it's been going all right. I've I've got a rogue in my deck, so I steal their nulls off them and stuff. And uh, I'm, pl- <laughs> I'm playing a higher revolutionary list uh, quite a bit at the minute. So the bi- the big twenty two power Hulk usually <laughs> usually puts puts an end to any. He's like, oh, you've got two Nimrods and a Wolverine with your Galactus. That's cute. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my abomination and <laughs> twenty two power Hulk, Hulk for ridiculous. you. Yeah, it's it's uh, it is crazy so yeah yeah i'm not i'm reserving judgment on that on that new game mode um it seems real sweaty in there right now yeah it's made the normal ones a bit like longer to match make because it's obviously spreading out the players to different parts of the game oh yeah i've not noticed that myself but it makes sense yeah makes sense that that's happening so when I was on the toilet today at work, it took like a good like thirty seconds to match make me a game. I was like, I'm going to be done here in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that level of detail. <laughs> I need these six times done before I can wipe. <laughs> That's quick. Um, Must have been baking it up, ready to go, <laughs> caught short, locked and loaded. <laughs> Standard oh, makes you work hard, doesn't it? <laughs> we are obviously. Obviously, one of those moods tonight. Yeah. <laughs> what time were we at when we started recording? Because I swear we've we've filled twenty minutes and not actually talked about any dice masters yet. Um, <laughs> Sixteen player cap. Um, <laughs> well, we'll come to that. We'll yeah, to that. I think with what you've just said, I will. I will tie it there. I don't think I've done nothing else really. No, well, I'll make it quick because I've I, I played uh, very little in the way of Dice Masters because Andy's been on holiday and then we've had the, the kids have been off school. So we, we took both took a bit of time off over school holidays. Then uh, I played at the UK Games Expo, but we want to talk about that in the tournament report in a moment. So I'll not use a great deal of time there. I'll tell you what I will say at the UK Games Expo, I picked up a new game Ooh. for me and Harrison to play. What, 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 called, what, 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 what? It's called Star Wars Rivals. <gasps> Star Wars, yes. Yeah, it's um, Funko. It's a Funko game. So who, who do I can't remember the name of the publishing company that does their games for them, but it's a Funko game, and it's kind of a bit like Smash Up, crossed with a little bit of a Star Wars Destiny vibe, with a, a little bit of a kind of random element thrown in from a sort of dice gamey piece. So you build oh, a team. Pretty good. Yeah, it's it kind of works. So the smash up bit is you got you start with twelve locations at the beginning of the game. The game ends when the twelve locations have either been captured by the uh, the villains or the good guys. Basically, uh, the villains are made up of Empire, um, First yeah, Order, bounty hunters, Jabba's people. You know all that kind of stuff. And of course, the good guys are made up of the rebels, the New Republic, the um, Ray and Finn and their crew. <laughs> you know all those folks. Jedi's and stuff. Um, you have a team of well, out of the starter set, you get two and uh, just like a trooper, 
you know, like a rebel trooper or a yeah. stormtrooper. Um, but you can buy booster packs for a fiver that give you another character for a fiver, basically. Although I've got a bit of an issue with that because they're random. <sighs> yeah. <sighs> booster packs. Yes. So there's an element of the chase. Blind, you draw your lines. You, yeah, which I, I don't know though, because you get the little figure and stuff. The, in in the UK Games Expo at the time, in my head, they had a bit of a launch offer thing going on. In fact, it's not out. You can, it can't be bought right now, and for another week or two, um, they were selling them early doors at the UK Games Expo, which I didn't realise at the time. And it wasn't until Harrison said, "Oh, I like this. Can we get some more characters?" That I said, "All right, yeah, um, you know, I'll go online. Tell you what." You, how much pocket money you got? I'll buy one and you can, you know, I'll match it. If you buy one, I'll buy one too. We'll get yeah, that kind of thing. I was doing yeah. a deal with him. Uh, and then it turned out you can't buy it yet. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> but I've, I've got it in my hand here. So, yeah, you're competing over the locations. You get points for capturing locations. There's uh, each character's got some stats. And then, but then the destiny bit is you have like a little deck of cards and you get to play a card a turn. And it will be things like, um, you know, Vader's force choking you or raised on a bat flip over a TIE fighter or something. And it then has an effect, you know, gives opposing characters minus one influence or you gain something or you can move a character and stuff. But then the locations you're fighting over gets determined by a dice roll. So you've placed all your people and you've chosen your card and you're ready for fight. And then you roll to decide where the fight's going down. So you might put all your people on a location that, doesn't even become contested that turn. Ooh. Which is an interesting element, like a random element. But the existence of that ran- random element creates a little bit of, t- of a tactical angle, you know. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting. Harrison liked it. I mean, he liked the little figures anyway. They're cute little yeah. Funko versions of the Star Wars characters. So that's all good. In my head, that's what I was thinking. Like, well, at least he, if you don't like the game, at least we got you can play around with the little figures or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, it's so far uh, he he's enjoyed it. We've played it several times since I got back from the UK Games Expo, and um, so that was good. Um, that's about it in terms of board gaming. Um, but we did go to the Manchester Science and Industry Museum, which has got a game console exhibition on at the minute. You sent me some pictures of that. That looks well cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, so what? it's called Power Up, and it's got essentially console gaming through the ages, um, all the way back to like an original Pong machine with with shaky scart screen and all that and everything going on, square size stuff, all the way up to the new sort of Oculus AI pieces. So you just pay a couple of quid. It's, it's relatively inexpensive, and you can go in and spend as much time in there as you want. Come in and out. You get an armband if you want to go for lunch and come back in afterwards and all that. Um, and you just can have a go as uh, as many games as you want for as long as you want until they close up for the night. So that was really good. Yeah, that sounds cool. Yeah, trying all sorts of stuff out. I was showing Harrison, oh, this is Street Fighter 2 on the NES. <laughs> <That's> NES. <laughs> I used to come and have a go at this. He's like, this is so boring. Although the game that we spent the most time on was Pong. That's mental. He loved Pong. We'd been we'd been on the VR headsets and playing some games on the VR, which were which were great, really interesting. I love. I was playing a platformer, and how they've transformed a platform game into to use the the VR dimensional space it was really clever, uh, and and quite a lot of fun, uh, and ought to be for the price tag, I suppose. But um, yeah, he was all like, "Can we have another go on the Pong? I like that Pong." And we went back over to the Pong. And just had match after match after match on this pong. I was like, Jesus, man. All this stuff, and that's what you want to do. 
Anyway, so that was really good. Could recommend that to anyone who's in the Manchester area wants to go to the Manchester Science Museum and have a go at Power Up. Okay, so that reminds me, I am going this Saturday to the Southampton Comic Con and Gaming Festival. Oh, that should be good. Yeah, so hopefully they might have some cool gaming stuff there as well. Yeah, see what's going going down there. Uh, and that's it. I've got nothing else to nothing else to add. Uh, I've, uh, because the kids have been off school and stuff, I've not been making a great deal. Many of the videos, I've been uh, gaming so much because we've been out doing stuff and like kind of off off school holiday type things. Because the weather's been good, so that's it. Although I tell you what has happened since we last recorded. What's happened since we last recorded? Well, you've alluded to it already. The Gen Con date's gone up. How exciting! Worlds. Yeah, World Championship. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be massive. An that time of the year event. where Dice Masters, elite Dice Masters player from around the world, descend upon a location to uh, come together and uh, duke it out uh, a little bit like the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah. Well, the sixteen of the most elite players from around. The world. <laughs> um, it says very clearly. It well. First things first, the it got published today. We're recording on the Wednesday. 50 days till Gen Con got published today. So time is limited if you're interested in going. But if you are interested in going and you want to play in the Dice Masters World Champions Championship, get your ticket bought now because yeah. they have in the description, it says four rounds of Swiss followed by a single elimination top cut to four players. It's capped out at 16 players. So, uh, and they got a time limit of six hours allocated by the looks of it here so wow they are expecting to start at whatever it is 10 in the morning and be done by four in the afternoon i don't know what to say no i don't know what to say about that particularly um i I mean i certainly know from my experience with the uk games expo that there is a a point in the preparations for the convention where you start getting i I think i've mentioned it quite publicly on the podcast like if you want to if you want to play get your ticket books they're asking me about tables you know all that kind of stuff so there's a point where you have to commit to, um, you know, they have to commit the the seats and the tables and the the, the convention gaming space. And if if there's other games looking to get their competitive event on, I don't know. I don't know what what that's all about. Maximum players sixteen. Yeah. I suppose um, you have to wait and see if they get booked up straight away. Then uh, you know, that's one thing. If if it's like, well, we've got five players. <laughs> for the 16 a lot here, I suppose it makes sense. Yeah. But I think they will sell out. I think there's enough people that will be going. Well, I don't know. You know, like Andy said uh, on the podcast last week, he can't make it. I'm hearing tell told of a few folks are like, no, I can't make it this year. So. It'll, well, we'll see if they sell out straight away, then amazeballs. But, you know, if they don't sell out the 16 tickets, then you know that it's, uh, they they made the right call, although if they'd have advertised it earlier, yeah. <laughs> you know maybe there would be more people turning up. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Or if they sell sixteen, do they then go back to Gen Con and negotiate more table space or something, or do you go on a waiting list? Yeah. I don't really know. Maybe. I've asked for more information, but none has been forthcoming. So, 
Interesting. But more to the point, if you're listening to this right now and thinking, oh, I was thinking of competing in Worlds, move now. Get, go, <laughs> get go, 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 go. <laughs> get on the website, gencon.com forward slash events and type Dice Masters in the search box at the top and get your tickets bought because, you know, there's only 50 days left to go. Well, it will be, when's this coming out? Monday. Yeah. Uh, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday's still five days left. So it'll be 45 days left to go. <laughs> <laughs> and with a 16-player cap, it's not going to be any easier to become a world champion or anything ever. No. <laughs> Isn't it? No. Absolutely. Well, 16, you could say. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't know what that's all about. So random. I mean, we had 10 at the UK Games Expo. Did you ask it? Yeah. Well, we'll get into that in a Let's minute. Let's do it. Let's well, it. let's do let's it. Go. In fact, yeah, let's let's do our segment. So, uh, two featured segments then for you folks. This episode, we've got the tournament report from the UK Games Expo, where I will fill Andy in, and you find folks on uh, some of the finer detail on top of the live recordings that you heard in the last episode and the team lists and stuff that I put up on britrollsix.com. And then our second segment, we're just going to carry on. We're looking taking a closer look at Secret Wars, as we've been doing for a number of episodes now since it came out, uh, and brewing up around a couple of cards that were selected for us to brew around by a couple of your peers in the Ministry of Dice listening community. So uh, with those done, that should bring us to the end of the episode. Should we get on with it, dude? Uh, I think we better. I think we better. Yeah, let's do it. Yes, folks, welcome back. And so, as we just said, this segment now is going to be the UK Games Expo tournament report. But because I was there at the tournament and Mr. England here wasn't, I'm going to hand over to him to pick my brains about it and I'll share my thoughts. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Hi. Um, So how was the UK Games Expo? As I said earlier, I was gutted that I couldn't make it, but uh, I was checking out all the... uh, the posts, and I was eagerly listening to the last um, uh, episode of the Ministry of Dice, so I could hear the um, you know the the team list and stuff. And anyway, how was it? Let me throw it back to you. How was it? Yeah, are you asking about the convention as a whole, or or are you asking about the Dice Masters events on the Saturday specifically? Let's start off with the Dice Masters events. That's what that's the juicy gossip. That's what people are here to hear. To hear to hear, here to hear to hear, here to hear. Yeah. Here to hear, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good, really good. So we had uh, 10 players, including myself. There were nine uh, signed up, so I got an opportunity to play and bring the numbers up to 10, uh, which was nice. A good mix of the long-standing stalwarts, some new faces, some of the young'uns, that's always good to see. Uh, and as Danny and I said uh, when I interviewed Danny in the live section last episode uh, those were the 10 that just kind of we managed to get together and come along to the uk games expo i think there's capacity to have slightly higher numbers than that um if we can just get everyone there at the same time kind of thing sorry um well it's just the way of things isn't it you know there's a rail striker stuff going on as we mentioned with alex and what have you so that's life um but uh, congratulations to ben to begin with who took the top spot with a undefeated run through the swiss rounds uh, we were only playing for swiss uh with four and oh so That's what happens when i'm not there <laughs> true story yeah true story uh yeah i think there was a decent ish spread of teams i certainly came across some interesting bits which i'll talk about in a second but uh there were also 
a, f- a fair bit of repetition in some of the more popular card pieces. Uh, our man Nick, Jackalope Spam, has done what he seems to do for every podcast, which is uh, <laughs> start up everybody's tournaments and sends them a, a really handy Google sheet with all the information into it. So thank you for that, Nick. The kind of most frequently appearing cards were things like Clayface Restless for the ramp options. Danny Moonstar was very popular on the day. Hope Summers Pluripotent Echopraxia, very popular on the day. Becky Lynch Straight Fire, uh, in light of the Becky Lynch Maiden Island ban. Everyone just went for the next best Becky Lynch. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Batman, Legend Rare Batman, around Throne Bricks for Ramp, Dark Phoenix for Ramp, Wolverine for the Prep Global. So, yeah, the, the, the saw quite a bit of repetition. Although I didn't, in my rounds, come across any of the Becky Lynch stuff at all. Did you not? No. No, I didn't see it at My all. Lucky boy. Yeah. Uh, at least I don't think anyone had played at it. If they did, they certainly didn't buy it. So, but yeah, I saw I saw uh, a pretty good spread. So I came fifth, I think. I can't remember. Where am I on the list? One, two, three. Oh, fourth. I came fourth um, with a uh, two and two. One, two, lost two of my four games. Uh, although, to be fair, there was a big chunk of us at two and two. And the strength of schedule just shuffled us all into a rank. So we could just as well say that basically position three down to whatever it was, seven or eight, we were all tied. You know what I mean? Um, if it wasn't for the butt-holts, SOS, whatever it is, you know. The buttholes. You were on the win system though, weren't you? Was on the win system, that's right, yeah. Not sure if the win system deals with buttholes. No, that does uh, strength of schedule, the win system. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I was playing the yeah. Colossus Piotr team, <laughs> which will surprise no one. But my uh, my new twist on it was to play around with a load of the spin down and re-roll stuff that was going on in Secret Wars. So I had the Jimmy Woo. I struck with the Jimmy Woo throwing brick combo that we debated out a couple of episodes ago. Oh, yeah, I like- yeah, yeah. That, that should have been good. Was it good? Yeah, it went it went pretty well. Um, so I had that, and then I had the Sheriff Strange that uh, re-rolls a dice when you use an action. I then had the Rare Black Widow, which spins down two. Um, so I just had this kind of accumulating... <laughs> use your throne brick and then spin that down, re-roll that kind of thing just yeah. uh going on because i knew i knew full well going into the tournament that the biggest risk for a colossus priota team would be the jane fosters and the mystiques and the black widow agents of the world you know i knew full well they were going to be my biggest risk so i just put tons of spin down and removal options to make sure that i was getting rid of those pains you know what i mean Makes sense uh, and it went quite well at times. There was definitely instances where I'd do a thrown brick and there was lots going on. <laughs> like when I played Mike Pugh, he was like, oh, God, will you just let me keep something in the field? <laughs> and I lasted as long as I did against Danny um, because of the removal, doing things, although he had a good removal mechanic of his own. Uh, in fact, I liked Danny's team. Uh, in fact, I liked Mike's team. In fact, everybody's team was was interesting that I played against, which was what my original point was, so I'll get back around to that. Um, so the first round I played Stu. Uh, and Stu beat me. He was playing a Poison Ivy criminal because of love team, which was nice to see. Uh, but topped off by the new uh, Invisible Woman that uh, does a load of removal and bumps stats Invisible Woman into Dimensional Adventurer. Nice. Yeah, a couple of new cards. Oh, uh, three. What's he got? The uh, wallet bar reprint. 
Yeah, it's a oh, reprint, yeah. but he was he was using the Asker to get the discount uh, the discount Asker from the WWE box set that brings the cost of mass characters down by two to then uh, obviously then buy up his poison ivies criminal because of love cheaper by her she's a five cost could buy her for three she's really good when she's fielded she KOs a character and does damage equal to the KO'd character's dice level to the opponent and all the opponent's characters so uh, but the nice thing about Poison Ivy is she could target, target herself so he was fielding Poison Ivy level one level two level three whatever doing that amount of damage to me and all my characters uh, but eventually as he picked up pace Poison Ivy he was rolling two a turn three a turn and um, and that was just slaughtering my hopes and my Jimmy Woos, <laughs> you know, just <laughs> removing them all the time. And while I gave gave as good as I could get, uh, I couldn't keep up with him. So, yeah, Stu took me down. Uh, then went up against, uh, who was next? Alfie, I think. Alfie. Uh, Alfie was next. Alfie was playing uh, a great little combo using the Orc Boy, the Orc Knob, and the Batman Legends of the Dark Knight. So the thing with his team... Uh, and I think Rob Pettifor was playing a very similar list, and I heard them talking about the fact that it had been floating around in some other spaces too, so someone else is uh, tinkering around with this idea. So the Orc Boy, when it's KO'd, um, and if you've got another Orc character, comes back to the field at level one. you then got the Orc Knob that gets uh, plus one attack and plus two defense when a character is KO'd. Then you've got the Batman which is the one, the rare one that I play against you, Legends of the Dark Knight. So when a character's KO'd, you deal one damage to the player and one damage to a character die. But the Orc boy on level one has one defense. Oh my gosh, so you just continue. That's an infinite loop. Basically, yeah. So once you, once you get it going, so you get the Orc knob out, uh, which is the one that gets bigger when a character's KO'd. So you've got that kind yeah. of... That, that beefy Orc knob ready to go. Then drop your Orc boy in. Uh, KO him with a... I think he had Dark Phoenix off the top of my head. I'll have to check the team list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dark, Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah. Dark Phoenix, the Orc boy off. Orc boy comes back in. Batman then pings the opponent, pings the Orc boy. Orc boy gets KO'd. Ping the opponent. Orc boy... You know, you just keep going and going and going and going and going. Ping, 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 ping. Great. Death by a thousand cuts. Um, the issue was that i got my hope out super fast so hope out copied colossus then i got jimmy Wu out real quick with, with me throwing bricks and i was just shooting him for four <laughs> right out the gate like from turn three uh, so he diverted alfie diverted into buying his black widow agent right to to slow that damage down which meant i, I kind of disrupted his flow and then he couldn't quite get himself up to the five cost to buy the batman so he tried to do it with them by muscling through with using the punch of his orc knobs and it was all all going a little bit pear-shaped for him and because i was spinning down and removing black widow so much with jimmy Woo's game text and my own black widow at that point he bought two so it was just but hope and jimmy Woo sat in the field both of them at level three is just four damage at the end of the turn four damage at the end of the turn <laughs> so it was a bit ruthless but to be fair his combo was a bit ruthless so you know no mercy on that front yeah i would say it's nice to see that the uh the youngsters like kicking ass and taking names him and flint both two for two. Oh yeah and alfie I, in no way made it easy for me you know what i mean yeah no way made it easy for me um and a, right at the back end of the game just bef- shortly before uh i 
kind of finished him off with lethal, he'd picked up a Rip Flair, so there was more pressure coming my way eventually. Um, but it, it just wasn't quite fast enough. You know, having to divert into buying those Black Widow agents to slow me down. Yeah. Then things went a bit awry, and then he kind of didn't get some roles, and you know how it is. We've all been there. All too well. Yeah. Um, so that was an interesting team that I played against. Then it was Danny next. Uh, Danny's combo was really interesting. So Danny was using the Jubilee that does a ping of damage when an X-Men character dice is used to um, use a global or to field character. And he was pairing that up with Danny Moonstar, the two-cost one that when she attacks, if she's blocked, you re-roll the dice. And if if you get it on energy, it goes to use pile and pings your opponent. Oh, so, that's a beast one, that. It's a nice yeah, one. it's nasty. It's a nasty little combo. Uh, and he was using Hope Summers to copy that Jubilee as well to really double up the pain. Um, and then using Clayface to bring Danny Moonstar. So basically what was happening was if he rolled his Danny Moonstar on two masks, he would just field some sidekicks with the Batman Global and ping me for, like, four with Hope Summers and Jubilee or he'd clayface something in with or clayface another Danny Moonstar in on two masks and do me another ping with Jubilee or do me another ping with Hope so if she rolled in on energy he could just rinse repeat rinse repeat or clayface her in on my go to do me some damage in my turn which was all Oof. like ugh, horrible um, but then it, obviously if she rolled in on character he would field her and just attack with her and say yeah block that <laughs> you know what I mean so yeah it was all uh, again I didn't make it easy for him by any stretch of the imagination I was spinning out his hope summers is, um, with my uh, and his jubilees with my um, uh, Jimmy Woo Black Widow uh, Sherry Strange throwing brick stuff going on so there was all that we both had distraction um, although he was on occasion distracting back his own Danny Moonstar to have a, have a go another go the next turn <laughs> <laughs> And all that. So, yeah, just, and there was a certain point in the game where we were kind of doing the maths, and uh, it was like, yeah, the game's yours, mate. I can't math my, there's no way, because I can see what's in your use pile. I can see how many maths you got to clay face in. There's no way I can beat you before you can get to me. But, you know, he went away with a bloody nose. Again, I didn't make it an easy time for him at all. But, yeah, I like that little combo that, that Danny Moonstar, no matter what, if she rolls in on masks, well, I'll just plow her into the mask globals I've got. If she rolls in on character, I'll attack with her and hassle my opponent. So, yeah, it was kind of interesting there. Gave me some tough decisions to make. And then my final round was Mike, I think, off the top of my head. I might have Mike and Alfie back to front. Uh, but Mike was playing a um, uh, a classic Super Rare Jubilee. T- uh, sorry, an Iceman team it was. But he had Super Rare Jubilee oh, on yeah. there. Uh, right on schedule. So attacking with Iceman, pinging the Iceman with Wand. and um, How else was he doing it? It was fielding stuff in the attack step somehow. Can't remember how he was doing it. Um, but yeah, just really getting up in my face. Danny Moonstars again, getting up in my face. It was uh, it was pretty pretty tough. But Iceman's not great when you're playing someone whose whole thing is about spinning your characters down. No. I can imagine that's really infuriating for him. Yeah, because I just I kept his Iceman was always I kept him at level one or removed, you know. So even when he did get one out in the field, it would end up getting spinned down to level one. So the damage capacity was always reduced, and I, I aggravated back just as much as he aggravated me with his Daddy Moon Stars and his Storms and what I mean, you know what I mean. Um, few cheeky force blocks to get some damage 
off on the Iceman as well. So again, I can't, you know, it was by no means an easy match for me. But I was glad to see another diverse team in the mix. Yeah, they all do look a bit different. I mean, that Danny Moonstar seems to be coming up a few times and some of the utility pieces like Wolverine just for like like res. But other than that, there's quite a variety. It's nice. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um, good good mix from the new sets as well, even though it was the what we called the lockdown modern, the lockdown meta. It was nice to see that Dark Phoenix Saga, um, Secret Wars, Infinity Gauntlet, uh, all had a good showing. I'd probably say Kryptonite Crisis was the set I saw the least from, um, and the stats that Nick has put together would confirm that compared to the others. WWE oh, okay. had a lot of stuff going on. Nice to see a Grumbridge Grumbridge. Grombrindal's Fury um, uh, make its way uh, out and, and doing some some work. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play Matt. That was Matt. Uh, so uh, new to the game, first time. Um, he's now part of the prestigious Ministry of Ice Wooden Spoon Owners Club. And I, I, I get the sense, maybe Matt, if you're listening, you'll get in touch. But I feel like he was a little bit disappointed, feeling a bit um, shrunken shouldered at the end. Although he did say he'd had a good time. But then everyone's like, no, mate, that, that wooden spoon is like the business. Everybody wants one of them. Yeah. <laughs> I've earned one. You've earned one. Uh, yeah, Martin, remind me, reminded me of the fact that uh, that you and I had one. I'd forgotten that you had one. Um, so, yeah, I know but, it's hard yeah. to believe. <laughs> not for me <laughs> I'm, I'm like um highs and lows me i'm like a pendulum uh one week i'll be mega champion the next week i could be like i started the game in you <laughs> for the first time that day um but yeah so it was all really good and then we wrapped up so wrapped up those those were my four rounds but everyone else obviously had their their various four rounds uh and better taking the top spot with four and oh he was running basically like a kind of anti-meta team in a way i don't know uh, ben will probably talk about it uh, you know on his on his own podcast uh, uh at some point but uh yeah danny moonstar in there black widow agent hope summers becky lynch colossus storm and the ringside announcers so essentially he built it to be whatever he was facing at the other side he would just pivot Ooh, you know what clever. i mean so yeah so if you just if you needed to run an opposing over with the becky lynch overcrush you would do that or if he needed to ping him away, he'd get the Colossus on the job. If he if he was finding that it was walling up, then he'd copy Storm with the hope and uh, get that in the mix. I don't. I didn't play against him, so I don't know how he, you know, what specifically happened. Uh, I did. Uh, he was sat next to me on my side of the table while he was having one of the matches, and the Black Widow agents seemed to be the cornerstone of his uh, win there whoever he was playing at that time. And there was a lot of pingy teams, to be fair. So Black Widow Agent was definitely a good shout. Nice. And yeah. obviously going 4-0 for the win. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so good time was had by all. We were there for a couple of hours, um, uh, hanging out. Everyone was all in the same usual good spirits, lots of bants and laughing and joking and people having a good time. A few folks came over, saw a few old faces, you know, oh, God, you're still playing Dice Masters, awesome, that kind of thing. Um, and a couple of the lucky losers you were talking about, like, oh, what are you playing there? Kind of thing. Yeah. So that was good to see. And then we did a bit of drafting, a bit of Secret Wars drafting. Oh, was... how did that go? Yeah, that was interesting, that. Um, so... I certainly noticed a couple of cards that I don't feel like I'd given much attention until I drafted them. Um, so there was a magic that I drafted, 
which did, I think we probably have clocked it and then just sort of ended up drifting yeah, it gives away you from it. a seventh turn, doesn't it? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, when fielded, deal two damage to all opposing character dice. Magic Dark Child. So she was my draft team kind of uh, pick there, really, for c- quite good for clearing boards. You know, if you get two of them, spamming stuff out. It's in my game against Martin with my draft team, she was definitely the MVP. Uh, clearing that out uh, Martin built uh, the Thor Jane Foster you know the uh, recovering life when she's fielded yeah uh, and that actually worked really well for him he pulled it off um, so I had him down to I don't know what it was Martin, Martin probably uh, remember the life totals better than me but it may be down to five four something like that and then that Jane Foster turned up and he fielded her and he was back up to eight and then he fielded it and back up to 12 and it was going on and on and on I was like what how are you doing this um I can't remember if we had that apocalypse global no he didn't have the apocalypse global I can't remember how he was killing her I think I might have been helping him out a bit too much by killing her myself somehow with uh right Oh, and I had Deadly as well, which is not great because you could just... And I was like, well, do I let her through and take the damage or do I KO her with my Deadly Blocker and give him four life next turn? Well, I'm not sure about that. So, yeah, that was interesting. But that magic definitely stood out to me. Uh, and then that Captain America... Uh, Captain America, Captain Marvel, the one that gives everything plus one, plus one. Saw that around a lot in the draft too. Nice. And then did you do, did you do two pods? Yes. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Cool. Yeah. And who were the victors of those two pods? Flint won my pod. Oh, wow. Congratulations. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, actually, he mentioned it. Uh, now it's all coming back to me now. He mentioned it, it, it when, when I sat down and recorded with him. He said, oh, I've never won this many games in my life. <laughs> <Bless him. laughs> Fantastic. Uh, yeah, so Flint won his pod. And then the other pod was won by Stu. Uh, Stuart. Oh, he's such a power gamer. <laughs> yeah, he was in second place, Stu, three and one. Yeah. Well, he's criminal because of love team. Yeah. He's always the bridesmaid, never the bride. <laughs> uh, and that's it. That's, uh, I don't know, uh, any other questions about the UK Games Expo? That's that's my full and complete tournament report. What I played, what others played, Beautiful who got what thing. result. Yeah. Is it busy? Was it super busy? Uh, overall, Friday wasn't too bad, but Saturday was smashed out. Was it? Yeah. Uh, I felt like it was really busy at some points, but where, where you picked up your passes to get in, there was, there was two, what you were supposed to do is go back out into the main hall and come in through the main entrance, but there was a cut through where you get your ticket and then you cut through past the tournament tables and through those little cutaways at the top, you know, the top hall. Hmm. Um, so folks were just ploughing their way through there, so it just became really bottlenecked. And then the usual thing was happening around Zar Two and Games Law, and you know where the big box retailers are, just yeah. causing loads of bottlenecking around them. So Saturday felt really busy to me. But a couple of the guys went and had more of a mooch around than I did on the Saturday because I'd been there on Friday, so I was kind of happy not to set a foot in the exhibition centre so much on the Saturday. Um, and they said it wasn't actually all that bad once you got deeper. It was like I was moving with the flow of all the other people arriving and just getting in for the first time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Did you get con crud? No, ailment free. <laughs> Good work. Ailment free. I was just a bit tired and knackered by the uh, by the close of it all. I'd played Dice Masters all day. Uh, and then we went quite late and then I got in the car and drove home, you know what I mean? So 
I was just a bit burnt out by the time I got home. Cool. Yeah. Good roundup. Any yeah. other questions I should ask? I don't, I don't know. No, I don't think so. No, nothing's occurring to me. No. Awesome. We need to we need to um, up our game and do some more live events. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, folks were asking me on the day, like, "Do you do much face to face?" I'm like, "We used to." <laughs> we used to, yeah. Used to. And then this thing happened, and we all lived in our own little cocoons for like 18 months. Um, we need to get some locations down. So I'll throw that out there to the UK community. If there are places in the UK, we're looking for places that are somewhere in the middle, uh, so that we can get as many people as possible. If you've got a gaming hall, gaming store somewhere that's got some you know tables that they can give up for us uh then uh fire me or chris a uh a message let us know and then we can we'll see what we can do yeah yeah i try and avoid driving up to where is it that we went to stoke yeah well i thought that was middle but apparently not no that was quite far up north it got cold <laughs> I wish I'd taken my woolly hat and scarf. To be fair, you um, are right on the south coast, though. That's middle for most of us. It's not. It is. Middle's like in, Birmingham in the Midlands. Winchester. Yeah, Staffordshire was right next to Birmingham. It felt like it was quite far. Is it farther? It was further than if I was going up to Element, wasn't it? No. Element's definitely further. Lost. Element's definitely further than Stoke. You got to get to Element Games. You got like another uh, what about hour and a half from from where we were in Stoke. Okay, well maybe we could uh, look at going back there then. But uh, if you've got any recommendations, then let us know. I liked the um, the one where we met Barney because it was like an hour and a half for me. Uh, where was that? The Crescent Gaming Consortium. Yeah, I'm not even sure if they're still there anymore. You know, me neither. I've not heard from them for ages. No. No. All right. Well, there you go. Uh, but yeah, we'll try and get more face to face stuff done. I'm just yeah. so busy. Weekends are hard nowadays, man. As kids get yeah. older, it's, it's it's difficult to commit to things. You know. Um, and then all the stuff to organise it leading up to the event. But in any yeah, case, we'll figure yeah, something yeah. out. Me, 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 me. We'll do something. All right. Well, uh, with that all said and done, then should we go on to the next segment? Yeah, let's do it. Let's build some teams around cards All right, and then. stuff. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, on to the next segment then. Yes, okay, folks. So we said uh, it's team brewing time. So we wanted to do a classic Ministry of Dice team brew segment. Uh, we've done these in the past where we pick a card or sometimes Andy's picked a card for me and I picked a card for Andy or we've shuffled the box and just chosen two cards or whatever. This time around, I made a post on the social media the other day and asked if any listeners wanted to put some card suggestions in for either me or Andy or both or whatever. Uh, and a few folks fired some cards over to us. So I sent Andy the list. I took a look over the list and we've picked one each to chat over some combos, build or semi-build a bit of a team around uh, live on the podcast. And then the final team build that we've decided on, we'll be playing it tonight live on stream and the video will be up on our YouTube by the time you hear this episode. So if you want to then go on and see how some of what we've discussed today works out, you'll be able to do so. And that's the long and the short of it, really. Just going to talk about some ideas we've had around these cards. So would you like to share with the listeners what the card was you chose from your suggestions list, Andy? Uh, yeah, I was. I chose the rare Kang, calling Krona. What? 
Chrono allies. Chrono, chrono allies. allies. It's two words, but it's been put into one. Mm. Calling chrono allies. It's the rare from the uh, Secret Wars set. He's a four cost mask. And what his ability is, is while Kang is active at the start of your clear and draw step, you may move three dice from your field zone to your bag. If you do, you may draw an extra three dice from your bag. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That is an interesting one, actually. I know. That's why I chose it. (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Well, the one I, I picked was, well, I chose it because somebody put it, on as a specific one, like here's one for Chris, but then also it appeared in the generic list as well. So I thought, well, obviously that's it's turned up a couple of times, so it's of interest. And I picked uh, Captain Marvel New Avenger, and uh, she's a five cost shield with Team Watch. Uh, roll a die from your prep area and re-roll target opposing character die. Uh, and she's an Avengers affiliated character, which is obviously notable when she's using Team Watch keyword. So that's who I built around. Ooh. Ooh. Right, who do you want to go first? Um, I don't know, I'm easy. Roll paper, scissors for it? Yep, yeah. okay, cool. Ready? Yep. Yeah. One, two, One, three. three, rock. Rock. Oh. No. One, two, One, three. One, two, three, paper. Oh, scissors. Oh, no, Did we've you... done it again. So who who gets... So what were we playing for first, or choice or what? A choice, I suppose. <laughs> All right, I'll just go first then. Let's get right, right out of the way. So this, yeah, this counter Marvel's janky as. It's already a minute to process the fact that it's roll the die from your prep area when the team watch goes off, so that's like a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, but I do also like the re-rolling target opposing character die. You know, that could be absolute chaos for your opponent, potentially. So the first portal call obviously was to go check out what the modern selection of avengers affiliated characters are and that's almost straight away where the card falls down a bit because the avengers affiliation in modern isn't rostered up so strong right now it's not is it no uh in fact uh, like cards wise there's only 40 odd cards um and and that's you know, a massive number of characters, particularly. Mm. Um, and for this kind of, kind of game effect as well, there's not a great deal of stuff that goes off when fielded to pair up with the team watch idea. Yeah. And there's not a great deal of stuff that's low cost necessarily. Like you, some of your lower cost characters, they've got big fielding costs, but there's a lot of stuff up at the four, five, and six end of the scale, like your Hulks, your She-Hulks, your Black Panthers, um, you know, a few of your Spider Man's like four or five, uh, your Iron Man's are four or five. So it's all a bit at the higher end of the scale. So that was my first problem. But I, I, I did sort of go right. Well, let's let's go for it anyway and <laughs> see what we can do. The other thing that I was thinking about was this idea that it's roll from prep. That was the other thing that was kind of on my mind that rolling out of prep rather than rolling out of uh, used, which is what traditionally stuff like that kind of does um so the the first thing i thought was well i need a rinse and repeat avenger uh, and there was a few options there there's like a two cost black widow from infinity gauntlet space gem she's got a when fielded deal one damage to target sidekick there's a two cost and a three cost spider-man from the new set um the two cost is vanilla you know, there's a three-cost uh, Ultimate Spider-Man from the new set, Marvel Secret Wars, called Life Raft Stowaway. 
he's quite good because he says you may field Ultimate Spider-Man for free, which is nice because he's one yeah. one for two. Uh, if I want to rinse and repeat it, there's a Falcon that's a three cost that's got Team Watch himself and some other bits going on, playing around with sidekicks. So uh, there's a little bit of stuff there. Miss Marvel, you know, the vanilla Miss Marvel, she's a three cost. So there's some stuff that you can use for your rinse and repeat to go, uh, you know, to reuse the Team Watch over and over and over again. And in order to do that rinse and repeat, I just thought, well, I was lazy, really. I just went, well, Dark Phoenix will do that, innit? Just KO it and refilled it next turn. Yeah, and it's in the prep. You need things in the prep, right? Yeah, well, so the other thing that I was thinking about, so that was the that was the first thing. So I was like, right, Ultimate Spider-Man, he feels for free. Get him in the mix. Uh, the two-cost Spider-Man, he's got decent stats. Put him in the mix. That'll do, you know. Um, but I could just as well have gone for the Black Widow than Spider-Man. Yeah, I was just being themey, really. Um, the the Falcons got Team Watch prepper sidekick from Newspile. There was another Spider Man with Team Watch that preps a die when you field a team, you know, an, an affiliate yeah. a matched affiliation. But I thought by the time I've spent four on that and five to get the Captain Marvel, what's it going to matter? You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling that you're not loving this card. Well, it's just it's. Uh, I had some great ideas for Golden, <laughs> but, but in modern, it, it doesn't fully string together. So the other thing I was thinking about was that re-roll target opposing character die. Uh, uh, sorry, roll the die from your prep area, a bit of it all. Rerolling the opposing character die is fine. And I was thinking about, well, sometimes in your prep area, if you've managed to line up character in your prep area, and then you roll it in, you don't get the re-roll because you're doing it in your main step. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking, well, energized characters, maybe? You know, so that the chances of actually getting some value out of the dice when I roll it would be better. So I was looking Makes at sense. Some, yeah. So I was looking at some stuff like um, uh, the She-Hulk that does. Hang on, let me bring her up because I can't remember what she does. Uh, Energize target character die gets plus two attack and gains overcrush. It may also spin this die to its level one character face. Uh, so you got like a She-Hulk, but she's a six cost. Um, or there was a Iron Man billionaire, energized, gained two life, but he's a four cost and he can only have two dice on him. And there's a Black Panther, five cost, energized, roll two dice from your bag, when fielded, roll roll the dice from your bag. So you've got all this energized stuff in the Avengers space. So then I expanded the borders to look at energized across some other areas to see, well, they don't all have to be Avengers. It'd be nice if everything I got was Avengers, but I couldn't find anything that kind of tickled me fancy necessarily i was looking at the turk barrett that does a bit of ping but he's a four cost i was then looking at that uh phoenix that was playing a couple of weeks back firepower she's a six cost the parademon just gives plus one attack there's an angel gives a sidekick plus two attack you know what i mean it was it was all not quite fully coming together the only energized card that i could find that tickled me fancy was uh jubilee rebellious nature and she's got energize. If you have less life than your opponent, you may immediately field this die for free at level two. But even then, it relies on you having less life than your opponent. Yeah, that's quite a weird caveat, isn't it? Yeah, but I thought it might be quite nice if so. If she was in prep, and then the Captain Marvel gets triggered, you know, field a Spider Man, trigger the Captain Marvel. If I roll Jubilee on character face, I've got character. If I've got less life than my opponent, if I roll her on double energy, I also get character. Was what I was thinking. Yeah, so there's, a, 
Yeah, so there's only one face, so I can't end up with a character there. And then I thought, well, can I chip myself away, do one damage with something like Magic or Madeline Pryor's uh, Globals from the new set? I don't know. Risky I don't know. business. Well you, well, you'll see. You'll find out later what I finally decided on. Yeah. Um, banishment. Yeah. Banishment's a good good shout, surely. Moving stuff from the news pile to the prep. No, isn't that the other way around, banishment? Oh, Which no, one's banishment? It? I thought, yeah, I, I think I'm... I thought it was used used to prep. Maybe it's not. No, it's the other way around. Banishment moves it from prep to used. Well, we don't want that then. No. Well, I was thinking about that. So, yeah, making sure I've got stuff in my prep area. Uh, I've I was thinking about stuff like the investigative journalism, the Daily Bugle, Daily Planet. You know, as a yeah, because you can put three dice in your prep area and then have a choice. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I was thinking stuff like that. Um, there was something else I was looking at that was a bit of a cheeky idea, but I can't remember. Oh, that's what it was. So the other thing I was thinking about to open that up a little bit more was the radicalization basic action where you, with the global on it where you can give characters uh, X-Men or uh, Brotherhood of Evil Mutants affiliation. So I was thinking about giving Captain Marvel X-Men or Brotherhood of Evil Mutants affiliation, which then would open up. Yeah, that's quite clever. Uh, a wider range of possibilities and there's tons of stuff in both of those that would make um good use of fielding uh KOing refielding stuff you know all that kind of stuff so that opened up the world into um you know a, a whole raft of x-men that I could potentially use that brings beasts into the mix and angels and all that kind of stuff um so that was something I was toying around with and thinking about uh, there's a Professor X actually, which has got Energize on him, and he moves dice from the use pile to the prep area, an X Men character dice. So give Captain Marvel the X Men affiliation, then uh, trigger her with a fielding of an X Men or an Avenger or a Brotherhood. You know, <laughs> you could then take your pick at that point. Um, then the Professor X will trigger, roll him in. If he rolls in on Energize, you get to move and X, replace the character you've just rolled in with one that's in the use pile, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Um, or if he becomes a character, he's got a pretty cheeky game text where he gives all your X-Men characters uh, plus two, plus two. Um, so, yeah, I was looking at stuff like that as a bit of a cheeky idea, a bit of a mix and match kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, radicalization was something I was toying around with for sure. But yeah, I struggled with it actually. I must admit, I struggled with it. I'm usually quite good at going, ooh, ooh, there's an idea. Uh, I thought about doubling her up with Moon Knight. So you get to do it twice a turn. But that's. It's getting the stuff in your prep. That's the thing that is, I'm not quite computing. Is because <laughs> at the beginning of your turn, you empty the prep area. So you've got to practically get it in there before you um, do anything. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's where stuff like your Dark Phoenix, your investigative journalism, um, the so the Falcon with Team Watch, where you can prep a sidekick from the use pile, that can happen. Um, so you can Dark Phoenix it, it into your prep before you then field something. You know, you could try and jank it around like that or fill your prep area up. But remember that that's only 50% of what that Team Watch does because the other part of it is reroll target opposing character today. And my understanding, at least, is that in the do-as-much-as-you-can rule, if I haven't got anything in prep to roll, I don't. But I can still re-roll yeah. an opposing character die. Yeah, so you can still spam 
Spider-Man's Ultimate Spider-Man's Falcons, um, or give her X-Men affiliation and spam beasts and whatever else into the field. You know, Moira McTaggart's, <laughs> whoever you fancy, to trigger her off. And the roller die from prep is fine, but actually the focus of it is the removal, um, which is a long way round of doing it because there's definitely other more efficient ways of getting your opponent to re-roll characters than having to go around the houses like that. So I haven't really, I don't think, managed to pin down a way of truly maximizing that other than perhaps leaning into something like Energize. Or one thing I was thinking about as well was like the there's the Black Panther that's got Overcrush, uh, the Might of Wakanda, and there's a Miss Marvel that's got Overcrush sort of staying in the Avengers space and perhaps just loading up on cheap uh, fist characters and just getting a big pump global and rolling them in and going for the energy and just feeding it all into the pump global when you're attacking with an overcrusher or something. You know, keep it a bit more simple and try and use it as a way to access a sudden energy boost. But yeah. knowing my luck, I'd never roll the characters on Energize or I'd never roll the characters on the energy I want for the <laughs> buff. Well, else, anything else? Uh, just I was looking at She Hulk Greenie for a bit, you know, the one that. Fields character from Newspal at level one at the outset. So I could always make sure I've got an Avengers character in the field to be KO'd by Dark Phoenix at the start of the turn. But again, I was a bit like, well, that means now I've got to get my Captain Marvel out to kick off the combo, but then I've got to invest six to buy a She-Hulk to make sure I've got a character to invest in the Captain Marvel. Why not just buy, you know, four Ultimate Spider-Mens and... <laughs> Four Black Widows <laughs> and just go for it. You know what I mean? I don't know. It was finding a way to turn it into a win condition punch that I, that I was struggling with. I've put a little bit of something together, but I don't know if I'm entirely happy with it. Well, we'll, we'll find out. I'm sure will. So do you mind? Yeah, fire away. Sounds. So I chose, as I said earlier, the rare Kang. I'll read the ability again. So while Kang is active at the start of your clear and draw step, you may move three dice to your May move which is worth noting May, so you don't have to. Three dice from your field zone to your bag. Not so great. Uh, if you do, you may draw an extra three dice from your bag. So potentially you're getting the same dice out again. You might get something else. Uh, you're never going to be regurgitating. You, know, you can't buy something and then kind of pull it out that turn because you're putting three in and you're putting three out. So it's a, a changeover yeah. of, of dice as opposed to any kind of churn. Um, so I thought what would work with that and something that definitely would work with that is a lot of when fielded stuff because sure. similar to what you said like you're going to be dragging dice out of the field zone to potentially putting them back in again uh, so I had a quick look uh, also I think you're going to you're going to end up with I think some leaner turns whilst you're building up the characters in the field zone and you're not getting done. And you're going to get some turns where you're, you've got an excessive amount of energy, especially if you know, you drag in three sidekicks and then you, you've, you're rolling an extra three sidekicks and you've, you know, you've got potential for quite a lot of energy on the turn that you trigger in. So things that we are in abundance of in, in secret wars is, is when fielded do some damage. So mm. things like, uh, agent brand, uh, the rare when you fielded target two target character dice get plus one attack. That's not quite what I was talking about. Like <laughs> um, <laughs> um, well, Deathbird when fielded target character cannot block this turn. 
Um, so you, you're taking that out of the equation. Um, where's the actual ones that do damage? I definitely added them on there. Some quite cheapy <laughs> ones as well. Dazzler, two cost bolt. When you have an active character with a cost of four or greater, which you do because you've got the Kang out, uh, this is fielded for free. Deal two damage to target non-bolt character die. Um, so trying to, when fielded, cheap, disrupt. What I'm thinking is that you get an influx of characters going in, try and get rid of, so in this case, uh, like do some damage or they can't block. With Deathbird, there's a group that does something really similar, but the the when fielded costs were better on the uh, the Deathbird. Um, to kind of spam them out, knock things out, overload the field, and, um, and kind of go over for the win, or at least for a big chunk of damage. Um, so what else things was thinking about, uh, investigative journalism or something similar of that nature so that you can try and keep that churn going and get more things out. It's a good utility kind of more than anything else. Something to get sidekicks into the field. So if I've got a bag full of stuff, I could get rid of the sidekicks and bring out the things. So, uh, Batman with the global, yeah, um, I think there's there's the um, that one or is the is it Mister Sinister with a similar but it's one sidekick can use one to prep. Um, those were the weenies. Then I thought about something bigger, something so with the turns when you do have the excessive energy, things that you can then invest in where you've got the leftovers. Um, so the highest added ones we've got. Things like Corsair, again, a rare criminal record from uh, Dark Phoenix Saga. When fielded, KO target villain's character dice or KO two target villain character dice. If your opponent has four or more (laughs) character dice in the field zone, missing the last bit of the sentence there. Um, So he's coming out, he's doing some damage, uh, and then you can like put him back into the bag to do it again. Um, there's another God Emperor Doom he's the common 6 cost so it's kind of getting a bit higher when fielded deal 3 damage to target character die and re-roll a target character die so it's all looking at disrupting your opponent, pinging the damage to them um, getting things out of the field making things not block and then hopefully having enough my end to kind of push over for a, a chunk of damage protecting them we've got to protect the uh, the Kang, else it's just going to fall apart. Um, so I was thinking of something like the thing uh, to try and stop it getting targeted itself. Um, that was as far as I don't really think about control and protection that much. Um, <laughs> if I'm honest. So, yeah, so overall, the idea is that you kind of get this kind of cycle of dice coming out mm. and in again. Um, yeah. It could be the three that you've just put in your bag. It could be, you know, depending on what's in your bag, it could be three more dice. It could be three sidekicks. Uh, and just how that you can make use of all of it. If you get a load of energy, you've got the high-cost co- characters. If you get your little weenies out, they're going to be chipping away and doing bits and bobs. Um, I don't know if it'll work or not, uh, but I suppose that's what we'll find out. Uh, but, um, but yeah, any thoughts? What do you think? Is that, that's a lot of talking. 
That, yeah, it was a lot of talking. Uh, I, I was finding it a little hard to follow some of the characters um, <laughs> that you Sorry. were talking about. But uh, your justification for the choices made sense. Definitely this idea of uh, that cycle. You know, taking best advantage of that and get getting the good stuff, the best stuff out, you know, and just spamming the when fielded. I mean, yeah. right, there's no shortage of stuff that's like when fielded, ping for two, when fielded, re-roll some stuff. <laughs> when fielded, you know what I mean? Take some pain. So I don't think of Quite anything. reliant on that Kang. I'm not, well, I suppose as a backup, if, you know, if someone else is doing a similar, then, you know, the investigative journalism is going to try and do a job of spamming things through or similar so that you're still getting a churn of dice if someone cuts off that that kind of way of getting the dice out mm. here you go yeah yeah sounds good sounds good uh, that's probably the direction I would have gone in was to look at things that I want to get my hands on get out attack with and rotate back round so that I can do it again the next turn you know yeah it's um, it's not up to three, so it's either three or nothing, right? Which is a bit annoying. Yeah, yeah. So a bit of uh, bag management there to make sure you've got what what you can or can't do, which is probably I'm you know why folks chose those two cards to send over to us to talk about to make us go. Oh, oh, mm. Yeah, yeah. Give us a bit of a challenge around it. Right, well, I, I suppose all that remains then is to for us to go away and give them a play. Yeah, see how well these ideas are, we've presented turn out. So uh, head on over to youtube.com forward slash the Ministry of Dice to find the game. where uh, Well, also find out how, how we finally fell down on, on those ideas that we generated um, in our little brewing challenge. So what team did, did we actually construct from our comments there just now? But then also to see how the teams we constructed played. Uh, and we'll do a bit of a wash-up and a bit of a chat about how it went in the next episode. That's yeah, we will, if we can remember. Yeah, yeah. We'll have to actually make some notes. Well, we could always re-watch the video ourselves. We could. Yeah. That's always a good idea. It's always going to be good to keep the uh, the stats up, the viewing count up. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that would be a good way to go, for sure. All right. Okay. Well, uh, we'll wrap that one up then. And so uh, I think this is getting quite a long episode now. So we'll uh, we'll move to wrap things up, shall we? Yes. Yes. Let's go. Let's go. All right then. Well, there we are then, folks. As all good things must, this episode of the Ministry of Dice podcast has come to an end. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed recording it. And we did. <laughs> That's all there is to say. What's going on? <laughs> oh, no, it's just me putting on an authentic American accent. Yeah, that's not offensive at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we've got a great deal else to say, have we? Um, you know, that's that's I it. We're done. We do. Episode we're finished. A, yeah, we're banging about on the socials every now and again. I put my notifications on Discord, and oh my god, it's so annoying. Yeah, yeah, you have to turn them off or mute some channels or something. I don't know how to do that. I just got like a constant bar- barrage of like, I thought, well, you know, I'll put a bit of effort in. Let me see if I can get more involved. And all I've got is like, I don't know what, just yeah, all the time and just random stuff. I don't really know what I'm doing. So I tried, I failed, but I tried. 
Yeah, but do? we're around. You can get in touch. Let us know what your uh, if we've missed anything that combos well with those two cards, Kang and Captain Marvel. Were you at UK Games Expo? What did you think? Get in touch. Get involved. Get be part of the conversation. That's a good word, isn't it? That's a good phrase. Absolutely, it is. Yeah. So yeah, drop us a line if you've got anything you want us to talk about, want to talk to us about, want to bring up about our team brews, whatever. Yeah. What ifs? You know, yeah, just fire it over. Are you one of the 16? Let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got my ticket, man. I got my ticket. <laughs> I mean, it's me, it's me. 500 <laughs> bars of chocolate and I finally got this ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I can now compete in the World Championship. <laughs> yeah. You go get him, Charlie. <laughs> All right. Have you had a granddad that's been bedridden for 15 years? Is he now going to Dice Masters World Championships? Anyway, that's got a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, we've been a bit odd tonight. Uh, so, so I've been Chris, otherwise known online as the true Mr. Six. Oh, and I've been Andy, a.k.a. Uh, Good day, mate. This is my Australian voice. See you later, folks. <laughs> that's a dreadful Ta-ta. thing. I'm going to put a shrimp on the barbie. Oh, my days. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> 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 you waited. You waited to get the backstory outtake on the tabletop stimulator, didn't you, you little pervy perv? Yes, you did. I see you. I see you. <laughs>